found. I have really bad heartburn, so I'm probably going to be hiccup-burping into the microphone this whole time. Why do you have heartburn? Uh, I don't know. What did you eat? Did you drink? Uh, well, I'm having a glass of wine now, but before that I had eggs and a... I don't want to explain it. It's a pancake. But it's just... <laughs> it's just... <laughs> Well, I don't want to explain this thing that everybody knows. It's well, a no, pancake. It's not your normal pancake. It's eggs, banana, and almond butter. And then you make it like a pancake. Up. Bonus episode. Okay, I, had to, I knew I knew you were gonna do it. Yeah, I had to do that again. Yeah. Sorry. We're doing a bonus, it's just episode. Because it's a bonus episode. So, all right. No one else finds that funny or amusing. I don't know. You're me. the only one. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. It's not funny. But and it hurts my feelings. Am I gonna keep doing it forever? No. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> all right. Anyways, go. All right. Bonus episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Today, well, it's pretty much just me reviewing an album from a band that Nate likes. The band. What happened with RTJ though? That is what. Yeah. How come we always have to do your albums? We don't. You just haven't. None of your shitty bands that you like (laughs) have released anything new. recently but we have one coming up on the horizon that i am not happy that we're gonna end up doing so quit harsh and mellow well let's just say i'm not happy about it but it'll happen <laughs> but it's okay because you're listening to the stuff that i like too yeah so. well i like i liked rtj mm-hmm. not sure if i can say the same about this one you want to tell them what the album and the band is yes so the band is called protest the hero and the album they just released is called Palimpsest. P-A-L-I-M-P-S-E-S-T, I believe. I thought it was a made-up word. Uh, it is a real word. <laughs> and basically, from what, what I understand, is like if someone writes something down and then it gets erased to re- rewrite something in its place, basically. That's how I kind of heard it defined as. And that's kind of the whole theme of this album is just basically from like the early 1900s America and how it's been perceived based on how it's been written down in our history books. And they kind of take it like a different perspective from certain events. In a nutshell, that's kind of what the the concept of this record is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Protest the Hero is uh, they're you you could classify them as metal, really fast, kind of almost almost punk at times, which was definitely more prevalent in their early stuff. I'm glad to see they kind of brought a lot of that early punk feel back into this, um, but very melodic, very riff heavy music. Uh, the guitar players are absolutely nuts with their freaking riffs that they use just insane guitar work just insane drumming 
the vocals as well. He, he kind of, uh, Roddy, I believe is his name. The vocals, if you haven't ever heard Protest the Hero, I guess you could compare them to Coheed and Cambria because it's kind of in the same vein of like that sort of metal, but like melodic and there's not a whole lot of screaming, but the voice is so high. Like it's high pitched. Yeah, <laughs> so. he had... I'm, while you're explaining it, I'm going to tell you my notes that line up with what you're saying. Yeah, hit it. On the, on the note of his voice, he has... That's my heartburn. He has mm. two different singing voices. I don't know if you noticed that or not. Okay, But from somebody that's him. never heard him. One is... You ever heard of The Darkness? Of course you have. Yeah, yeah. You know how... It, for, so for me, when I listen to The Darkness, he kind of has a like a nasally... Not in a bad way. But like a really nasally high pitched voice with a lot of vibrato that kind of always sounds like it might fall off of pitch, but it never does. Yeah. For I would say maybe sixty percent of this album, he was singing with that voice, but then the other forty percent, he kind of reminded me of the singer from My Chemical Romance, Gerard. Sure. Very very clean and like when he hits the high notes in your ears, it's like somebody's stabbing you with heavenly. Notes, <laughs> just like I love how you put that. It's like it's jarring, but also pleasant. Like that's what that's what I wrote down. Yeah. Except, you know how I'm bad at texting. It, yeah. I it autocorrected heavenly to heaving, but I knew <laughs> I knew what I meant. Sure. Uh, he also a lot of the times on the albums on the on the high notes, he also sounded a lot like Sonny Moore. Back in from first to last days. Oh, I got a I got a real from first to last vibe out of a lot of the music too. Some of the instrumentation as well, which I thought was pretty sure. It, the That's album a good, felt fair comparison. Yeah, the album yeah. felt very nostalgic as a whole. Yeah, and I think it's because I can compare them to obviously to Coheed, like you said, because they sound so much like Coheed. And then I heard those other voices while I was listening to it. I thought that was kind of interesting. That's yeah. I guess I I never even would have thought of that. Yeah, I always heavily compare them, I guess, to Coheed, just musically and vocally, but those definitely also fit well into the mold of Protest the Hero, the bands that you mentioned, especially the vocalists and stuff. Interesting pickups. So overall, let's just start with this. I mean, how <laughs> did you how did you feel about this the music and the band as a whole? I know you didn't like them, I guarantee I did. it. Well, I didn't not like it, but I figured out why I'm not drawn to this kind of music. And it took me many years, same with Coheed, it took me many years to figure out why I'm not super drawn to it. It's it's very busy Every, yeah. the with the guitar and the drums. Everything's really, really busy. So you had told me before listening to this album to make sure that I listened to the message and the lyrics. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get a fucking grasp on what he was trying to say because there was so much shit going on. <laughs> I had to go yeah. back and, and read some of the songs without listening to the music. And they're very well written. The songs are very well written. But there's yeah. so much shit happening, I can't... I think that's why I don't like it. Sure. There's so much. You just want the, the, the basic music with the pretty vocals and the messaging to be clear. No, no, no. <laughs> No, no, no. But when you have two guitar players essentially playing a guitar solo over a drummer who does nothing but these intense fucking fills, and then the singer going, ah! 
but he's trying to say words all at the same time. I want to shut up. I got you. I got you. Yet another band that I'm making you listen to that is just giving you anxiety. <laughs> and that really is is what it is. I feel like there should for me for music if I'm going to listen to what they're trying to say, I don't want to hear those very melodic sounding guitar riffs over a really intense drum fill, which by the way, upon listening to this album, I've never felt as bad about my talent as a drummer as I did listening to this guy. Cause he's <laughs> fucking insane. I feel, I feel like a scrub. He is really great. Uh, he is a really great drummer. I, for the life of me at this moment in time, cannot remember his name, uh, but they've gone through, Technically, I believe two drummers, but then on one of their albums, they actually had a uh, guest drummer play on it, who was uh, Chris Adler. Mm-hmm. He is the drummer, well, well, was the drummer for Lamb of God, if you ever listened to them or heard of them. I've heard um, of them, he, and I, it, I did read that story. I did a little bit of research on this band. Insane fucking drummer, Chris Adler. And uh, and that album actually Volition is probably their best album, and uh, I think it's my favorite overall album. I might make you listen to it one day. We'll see, but um, <laughs> you'll probably have similar notes. <laughs> so <laughs> they're maybe not, not. You led me into saying all my negative ones, just to clarify that. No, and that's perfectly fine. But. Yeah, for me, musically, this is a band that I mean I discovered when their first album came out, which is Kazaya. So that was like way back in the mid to late two thousands. It was it was around the time when, of course, all my musical tastes were being formed, and everything was kind of, you know, I was first getting into metal, and I loved all the complex, like you said, guitar solos over just like fast drum beats and fills that I can't even wrap my mind around. So I've been following them ever since. And yeah, this album just came out and I figured why not give it a little try and uh, see what the old Joshy boy thinks of it. So, so I led you into your negative ones. Any, any <laughs> positives or any more negatives to speak N- of? No, fuck this band. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you if, because you obviously have a better grasp on what the album is about. Like I said, I read through the lyrics, and I, I think I got an idea of what their message was, but mm-hmm. I'm not 100% I really get it, since yeah. in context I wasn't really understanding sure. it. But anyway, there's a there's a track called Harborside, yeah. which is, if you guys haven't listened to it yet, it's this weird like minute-long instrumental break, but it's it's really pretty keys. And then like swooshing violins. And it sounded like something that would have been in a really emotional part of Frozen. <laughs> sure. Not not an insult. I don't mean that no, as an I, insult I because you. I think Disney soundtracks are really good. But I don't understand why that was in there on the album because it's nothing. I actually wrote the same note because it just felt. Other than transitioning nicely from the song before it into the song after it with this nice piano, like you said, sweeping uh, violins and stuff like that, building up into this next song, it didn't really feel like it was necessary. 
and so I'm in total agreement with you there. And I was kind of just like, yeah. I mean, if you take this out of the album, it has nothing. It doesn't change anything, uh, other than maybe getting a break from all the <laughs> anxiety that you <laughs> that you. <laughs> Which it was a nice little break. Yeah. They have a song called Soliloquy. Yeah. I think that's how you say it. Yeah. <laughs> Is that not how you say it? No, that's it. Soliloquy. Nope, that's that's not it. <laughs> anyway, uh, from first to last also has a song titled that I believe, or they use that word, and I thought that was interesting. That's just a fun fact, because I did I did take a lot when they weren't doing their crazy guitar licks. I did take a lot of from first to last out of it because I feel like from first to last was right on the edge of they didn't know if they were like a pop punk band or a metal kind of band. And I feel like that's where I would place these guys as well. Like, you said that they were metal, and I honestly didn't think so. Same thing with Coheed and Cambria, though. I don't see them as metal. And these yeah, have a like, very similar sound. I know. It's like, it's like technically, they're in the box of metal, but then they they kind of break out of it into, like, a different hybrid of, of quite a few things, you know? Like I said, punk influence. You have very melodic and slow bits and you have really heavy hitting riffs um but yeah overall it's like uh, it is metal but it's like you know it's like off-brand metal yeah but it's i, I don't know it's like there's so many different genres and subgenres now that i don't even know where to place anything anymore <laughs> it's just like <laughs> it's just like it's music that i enjoy and we'll just leave it at that sure you know and that's, so that's good that's good enough yeah um so to expand, I guess, more on the lyrics and stuff like that, because you had mentioned that. I mean, mm-hmm. so I actually like came across an, an article. I think it was from Loudwire or something like that, who I think actually put it pretty good. Um, basically, they said while commenting on this album, the stories combined with the album title make Palimpsest's concept pretty clear. Americans have repeatedly distorted their country's history to reinforce their own exceptionalism while omitting the genocide, enslavement, and other tyrannical means through which they rose to power. I, I don't think they should have said it, it made the, the message like abundantly clear. Like you said, you do have to do a little bit of digging and, and things like that into the lyrics. But if you, if you know that as the background then it kind of makes sense where they're coming from lyrically and reading and watching like a rev- uh an interview with uh, the vocalist you know he kind of was saying the same thing he and it's it's weird actually cuz they're actually a canadian band and so it's like an outsider looking in and he i think he said that he was he was just kind of like i don't know it is weird for like an outsider to be writing about this stuff, but it's like stuff that I see and I'm just sick of not talking about it where it's basically that whole adage of like history repeats itself. And like it says, you know, we're, we're trying to like cover up all these, our past basically as Americans in order to kind of feel okay about ourselves. But in reality, if you look at some of the stuff and just some of the past instances in our country you know it's pretty pretty clear that um you know and even in the current day that we're still 
uh, learning and growing and need to change things. I don't know. I kind of rambled there for a second, but it's it's if you kind of look a little bit into the lyrics, you'll get exactly what he was going for lyrically. But I don't know. It, it what did you take away from that? Did you at all feel like you could see that in the lyrics, or did you kind of miss that and you don't really think it hit the nail on the head? I mean, I okay. Well, upon upon listening to the album and reading through the lyrics, I could tell their political message. The whole album to me kind of seemed like a like a fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> to our yeah. to our to our country. Right. Is what it was. There's a song Rivet. Mm-hmm. You remember that one? I think it's towards the end of the album. It might even be the last song on the album. Sure, but what do you uh what do you but get from that? That that one is the only one that I like while listening to it I understood what he was saying. And the whole song is like so the chorus is let's make America great again, land of innovation, land of common sense, let's make America great again. And I feel like that's just a big fuck you to that saying and how people in the world use it to support Trump. But really what he's saying is we're, we're better than this. Yeah. Let's make it great again, but let's not do anything that we're doing right now. And that was – so I read through this one first and then I went back and listened to the whole album. And they make it pretty clear which political side they lean towards. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I think in, in that in that respect, they they did a good job getting their point across that it's an, basically an anti, not an anti-American song, but an anti the way our country is run album. Yeah, no, exactly. It's it's a I think in in one of the interviews I saw with the with the vocalist, he put it in a way of like we're all pretty sick of the old rich white man running the country and making things seem normal when they, when they aren't, you know, and especially with what you see going on today with, um, you know, black lives matter movement and, Mm -hmm. uh, a call for change and a call against police brutality and injustice. It's a call to action. I feel like this album is where it's like, we're not, we're not okay with the status quo and here's a group of songs that as a concept are technically set back in like the you know 1920s through the 1940s that are still happening today you know that are still relevant and people are still turning a blind eye to the injustices and the things that should be shut down yeah it's it's you know yeah it's pretty the, pretty crazy this album just like rtj4 did i get that right yeah uh they they came at a good time for what with what's happening because obviously like you said protest the hero didn't write this album about current times and mm-hmm. they they have points in their songs that prove that but it came at a really good time because it does apply to everything and it shows a really interesting contrast from how little has changed yeah, in this country, and for that, and I I, I, I think give that them was the point. Yeah. yeah, and I give them a whole lot of thumbs up for the writing on this album because they did a damn good job. Like I said, I'm not a big fan of the music, but lyrically speaking, they did a they did an excellent job. And I could, if it was in poetry form instead of having to listen <laughs> to all of the guitar riffs and drum solos, I probably would have really enjoyed it. If Fiona Apple was singing these songs. <laughs> Oh my god. Cut. 
No, no, we can't cut it. To put it in context, we were going to try and listen to Fiona Apple's newest album, Fetch the Bolt Cutters, because uh, one of my friends had mentioned some music review outlet gave, gave it a 10, and they haven't done that for like a long time on any musical project. And both of us started the album, and both of us were like, no, we've, we have no emotional ties to this person or album. And we don't want to be just a, a shit fest. Yeah, it would have just sounded mean. And who the fuck are we? Yeah, exactly. We, you know, it, it's clearly it connects with with a lot of people. So props to Fiona. Um, but th- this album review is not really about Fiona. To kind of tie it back into what you were saying about how timely the record was. It's, it's actually weird because I think... They started writing and trying to record this like two to three years ago. And the vocalist blew out his vocal cords. It was something crazy like that where they had to stop touring. Uh, he basically thought he was going to be, had to be done with music forever because of this, <laughs> his vocal cords just giving out. Needless to say, the like recording process was pretty tough with that whole thing happening. But then, uh, I wonder if that's got... why. Sorry, I wonder if that's why he has two different singing voices that he works through. Maybe, maybe you could have uh, you could have caught on something that, and I I really didn't even catch that 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 much. But um... I should have been a detective. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I really got to the bottom of this. You might have, and and you might have picked up on something that maybe a lot of people just kind of miss. And uh, it, it's pretty crazy. I I don't know if he got surgery or whatever, but it he's he's fixed now. Does he, he do can, the sorry? Does he do the yelling and the screaming and shit? I know he used to because they they had a couple songs way back in the day that were that had a lot more screaming and yelling and stuff like that. He definitely was the only vocalist during that time. So I know there was like a screaming bit on one of the, one of the tracks. It was very short, but like, and it was kind of like low and growly. Yeah, I hate um, that shit. <laughs> <laughs> grow up, dude. No. Um, I just, I don't understand the, the growling. It's fine if people like it. I think that that's great, but it's not for me. I like my people to whisper softly into my ear. Yeah. Glass animals ass. Anyways, um no. So <laughs> but, fucking mean. <laughs> yeah, well, too bad. Um get a new friend. Yeah, exactly. No, but uh yeah, I I really I don't know. It, he like blew out his vocal cords and then I don't know if he got surgery or whatever, but he he got he recovered and then they recorded it and now it's being released in probably an even worse but more pertinent time for it to be released. <laughs> you know, which is which is, you know, kind of sad, but at the same time it's like it's pretty uh pretty timely, we'll say. I like to think that they planned it to be re- not you know not saw it coming but i mean that they released it at this time on purpose because it is i think an important message if anybody mm-hmm. likes any kind of metal music 
Hey, this is the first album I've ever listened to where I didn't get pissed off at a China symbol. Oh yeah, didn't bug me. Interesting. What was the? Uh, did, did can you pinpoint why? No, I honestly can't even really remember hearing it. But I know that you said they were in there, but I didn't even notice. It was in there a lot. Probably because there was so much shit going on. <laughs> <laughs> your mind was your mind. The the last thing on your mind was like, where's that China symbol? It it's was like. like <laughs> God, there's two guitar solos happening at the same time, and the drummer is hitting every instrument with all of his limbs. Well, I would give this album, lyrically speaking, a six. I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't. I didn't plan that. I just wanted to do. I was gonna say six out of seven because I thought it'd be funny. Okay. But I don't actually have a rating. It was a decent album. If you like metal music, you would like it. I obviously was overwhelmed with it. Yeah, definitely. But it was it was and a good album. It is a good album, and for people who have listened to other Protest the Hero projects, or if you want to listen to other Protest the Hero projects, uh, just based off of this one, like I said earlier, Volition is definitely, in my opinion, like top tier Protest the Hero as far as the more recent albums, but. If you want more of that raw sort of punk sound, you can go all the way back to their Kazaya release. And then uh, Fortress is... Fortress is, I think, their most cohesive put-together project. Um, Scurrilous, I could take it or leave it. And then this one... This one, I think, is... is, uh, It's, like, right in the middle for me, album-wise. It's good, but not great. Uh, lyrically, it is one of their more, uh, one of their better projects lyrically, I feel like, but it's good. I don't really give albums ratings. Uh, it's just, I like it or I don't, and I like this and I can kind of place it right in the middle of Protest Zero's other, other albums. (sighs) I just burped. I know, I, I know that. Yeah. I think I think everybody knows that. I'm gonna leave that in. Okay. I don't even care. Anything else, Nate? Anything else? No, this, this album? album is good, and I'm glad that uh, Josh is okay with having to listen to these albums. <laughs> if I had a choice, I wouldn't. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. Wear your mask, kids.